This is the DMV Sports Fan Podcast, a podcast by sports fans for sports fans. And this is your host, Matt, with his brother. We have a special edition of the podcast today. We're coming at you from Philadelphia. We're going to talk about the Eagles, the Sixers, the Phillies, and some Premier League. So uh, thanks to my brother Dan for being here doing this. All right. Well, day, a day after the uh, his uh, big uh, big 40th birthday. Yeah, happy birthday to me. Yeah, definitely. So um, first up, the Eagles. They uh, first up indeed. First up, uh, world champions. W- w- what's the vibe here? You know, people are so excited about the Eagles. It's unbelievable. I mean, one of the. I've lived in Philly now for 17 years, and it's just unbelievable how much the city loves the team. You know, there's, I think that there's probably more people who root for the Phillies, but the intensity of the Eagles fans is something I've never seen before anywhere else. And are you all in on it? Moderately, moderately in. (laughs) I haven't really been paying as much attention to the NFL as, as I used to. Uh, but last year, especially the playoff run, sucked me back into to watching the Eagles, um, and they were great. You know, it, it's actually funny that probably in the years between Nick Foles being the starter <laughs> and him coming back, I didn't barely pay attention, so I was right back in it, uh, and it was great. It was the whole city was like, well, you guys never won a Super Bowl before. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And uh, all the NFC other East all teams the NF- have, have won a bunch. Well, are the Cardinals still in the NFC East? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was it was incredible. I mean, especially you know the 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 peak Andy Reid era, losing so many times in the, in the NFC Championship game, and then losing in the Super Bowl made it especially. And you beat the Patriots. Especially too. great to beat the Patriots. <laughs> you know uh, that uh, I have a. A coworker who, you know, now lives in the area, but he was um, interviewing for his job at my company the day of the parade, and he was coming from Boston for it, <laughs> so he had to come into Philly for a job interview just to see uh, the parade. So I like to remind him of that on a at least weekly basis. <laughs> so how do you think they'll do this year? I think it's anyone's guess. I mean, it's so hard to repeat. Um, but I think the, I mean, I think one of the things that did sort of draw me back into the team this past year is the camaraderie and the personalities on the team. That I think if they maintain it, uh, especially with, I mean, I really like the coach, so I think they're going to play for him. I think they're going to have as good a chance as anyone. And uh, what's the quarterback situation? Two number ones. <laughs> it's ideal. <laughs> ideal. I mean. I love Nick Foles, but I don't think he'll be the starter. Uh, and yeah, it makes sense to put Carson yeah. back in. I mean, Wentz is you know going to be the future of the team unless he's really hurt. Foles isn't going to play. So, uh, and uh, how do you like your chances in NFC? Because the NFC East, the Cowboys are not going to be good. No. Redskins are not going to be good. Giants are. You let us say that on this podcast. Yeah, I was wondering if you were allowed to say those words. <laughs> and the uh, Redskins are going to be awful. Cowboys are going to be awful. Dak Prescott has nobody to throw the ball to. 
the Giants are coming off a three and thirteen season. The year before they were in the uh, they were a wild card team. So you and, and they've they've revamped, so they may be a wild card, but it looks like the Eagles are probably gonna win Eagles. the division. It's yeah. Eagles. Yeah. Come on. And, and just to be clear, I live in Philadelphia. There's no coverage of any other team <laughs> in any of the papers, websites. They have no idea if the other teams are any good. <laughs> it's just wall to wall eagle coverage. So you basically so, live, you live in a bubble, like right. like a lot of other NFL. Right. Fans. So when right. So when Thursday night, when the when Eagles the kick off the season, the coverage on NBC Ten starts at eight a.m. And it's almost wall-to-wall coverage on a Thursday. <laughs> There's going to be eight hours of coverage before the game. <laughs> People are going to watch it, too. Yes. Well, that, that, that'll be a big test because they're playing, uh, they're playing the Falcons, which will be good. Yeah, they're a good regular season team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, there are other NFC teams. Uh, Vikings, Green Bay, Atlanta, the Saints are all pretty yeah. good, but... I guess the Eagles have just as much chances as any of them. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the table on the moderator here. Yeah. Uh, so far on the first episodes of this podcast, have you been outed as a Giants fan? No, I, no, I haven't. But I'm pr- I'm proud of saying I am a Giants fan. I like all DC teams, but the Redskins and the uh, Giants are my team, and I do like their chances this year to maybe, as I said, to be a wildcard team. Yeah. They have a good offense with Barkley. Coming in Beckham, but Eli's thirty-seven. So yeah. they have a ter- they have a terrible offensive line. It's so. the end of the road. They have a backup for him, or they want to make a trade for Foles. <laughs> they they might have to do that after this year. Yeah. So, um, let's switch to uh, baseball. The Phillies are like two three games back of the Braves. Yep, two games back. Well ahead of the Nats, so they don't have to worry about them. But if they're going to make the playoffs, they'll probably have to win the division, right? Well, they're yeah. I mean, it's there's a a multi, you know, jumble pile for the wild card. Their best chance to ensure getting in the playoffs is, you know, beating out the Braves. But, you know, the the Brewers and some of the other teams that are out in the mix for the wild card. The Brewers has got double G. Right. <laughs> so that'll put yeah. them over the top. Yeah. So, um, despite, their, uh, despite their big pickups, uh, you know, it... It could fall either which way for the Phillies. I mean, I don't think the Braves are all that great. But but the Phillies, you know, I mean, one of the things that I think is really kind of exciting about the team right now is they don't really have any superstars. The offense and the pitching are pretty evenly spread. They've got, like, six guys who are 20-plus homers, you know, uh, probably four guys who have 10 wins already. So I don't think they're going to be overly dependent on – any one person to make sure they you know have a September push to make the playoffs. The I think the biggest risk factor is probably the bullpen. Uh, Sir Anthony, it's been great for them out of the bullpen in the last two three weeks. It's hard to keep a lead. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to keep a lead for them. But you know if they can get hot for two weeks out of four, I feel like that's probably going to be enough to beat the Braves. Right. Do, do they have any head-to-head games against the Braves, do you know? They do, and I think they're in Atlanta. Okay, so that, that yeah. gives them a shot just to pick up a few games yeah. in a row. So that'll obviously be critical. Uh, who do you like in the NL? I mean, I mean the, the Cubs seem good. Um, D- Dodgers. Dodgers. I mean, but the thing is, uh, you know, 
the well, we have a story to tell you about the Dodgers. Uh, our dad last <laughs> night said he he uh, was a big Brooklyn Dodgers fan fan when he was younger. Yeah. Then realized twenty some years after he remained a fan, LA fan until the mid eighties. Yeah. He realized, why am I rooting for the Dodgers in, in L.A.? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he, even if they're good now, yeah, he's still he's, not going to yeah, root so for he them. Fo- so he followed the team from from Brooklyn, uh, kept rooting for them, and then uh, maybe 20 years later realized <laughs> that he didn't care anymore. <laughs> um, let's switch to the Sixers. Uh, I, I liked the team last year. I thought they were really good, but I, I, I'm not going to say their window closed, but they didn't do much in the offseason while Boston, the Raptors, and a bunch of other teams in the league did. And and they still have the faults issue. I think if faults can play well, right. if, if faults... He's got to prove he can play. Right, he mean, wasn't integrated in, into the team last mm-hmm. year, but if he can really come along, I think... Because he's a really good shooter, unlike say Simmons. So, so I think right. it's 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 hard for me to believe that he's a good shooter. I've heard that he's a good shooter. I gotta see that he's a good shooter. I mean, I and I'm still excited about the team. I think that they've obviously with Embiid and Simmons, like that's the core of the team, and the rest are role players, like JJ Redick, like for, JJ for Redick. eighteen million dollars a year. JJ Redick is a very expensive role player. Um, but they're all pieces, and you know they've subbed out a lot of the um, six, seven, eighth men on the team. They, uh, but also, the, the, I mean, I think the big fear with the Sixers is injuries. They drafted this guy Zaire Smith, who's already he's already injured. Well, that's what happens when uh, that's what happens when you draft get drafted, drafted by the Sixers, you know. But I mean, I think that the you know if they play as well as they did last year. You would hope that they're better. You'd hope that you know Simmons and Embiid, you know, stay healthy for the whole year, and they've got yeah. just as good a chance as anyone right. to, to win the East. Yeah, I mean the East is wide open. Uh, you know, you say that Boston is right. I mean, Boston was good, but they were, but I think both Boston and Toronto are going to have integration issues. That I like yeah, to call yeah. them. That 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 Boston had a great run at the end of the year. They you know beat us. We, you know we. Should, um, that was a, even though it was a, only a five game series. That was a good series. It was a good series. Um, all the games were pretty good. Yeah, I think the I think the biggest margin of victory was the Sixers win. Exactly. Um, but like I think the question there is, you know, they had people injured last year coming back, and they yeah. keep everyone happy and and hitting on all cylinders. And the thing is, I haven't been following the false saga over the summer, but has there been any? Any change in that? No. <laughs> I mean... Go ahead. I think he's got to play games and and actually, like, perf- you know, shoot and score in the games because sometimes, you know, he had a run of, you know, practice tape last year where he looked terrible and a run of practice tape where he looked great. So if he can actually... This is, we're just talking about practice. Right. So. <laughs> just talking about practice. We are just talking about practice. So if he can actually come in and, you know, have a, a you know... A run of games where he sh- plays well and shoots well, then I think it sets him up to have a, a decent run in the team. If he doesn't, then it's sort of a hodgepodge of you know of mixing things up, and it probably means that you know Covington plays more, who I really like. Yeah. So yeah. it's not a 
Do uh, was there any reason given why he didn't play in the playoffs? Because I mean, he was on the bench, supposedly recovered from his injury. He can't shoot. Like that's the reason he <laughs> he didn't play. That, that no, so Ben Simmons can't shoot either. Right, but Ben Simmons is six ten. Six ten and he's a good defender and you know. So is there ever any talk here about they should have take they should have taken Tatum over? Next question. <laughs> of, <laughs> course. Right. of course. I mean, I don't. You know, I don't think that. Well, the the rest but, of the NBA you know, talks about it, but the right. people in Philly talk about it. I mean, once someone's a Celtic, you don't really want them. So <laughs> there's not there's there's lament, but not yeah. like a like. Yeah. Oh, we need this guy on the Celtics to make yeah. us better. Well, faults is from what the, we want is at this point. You know, you yeah. just root for injuries on the Celtics, not for <laughs> not for us to have some of the Celtics. Faults is uh, from the DC area. He went to Washington State, so um, a lot of people in the DC area are rooting for him to do yeah. well, even though he's a even though he's a Sixer. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, I mean, there's not much point in rooting for the Wizards. They um. Have a better track record than the Sixers over the past 10, 15 years. So. Remember the Gilbert Arenas era? That was pretty I, good. They, they made it to the conference right. semis, not this past season, but the season before. Right. They, but the pat, this past season, yeah, the, they, the, they didn't do they well. Were not they got there. Dwight yeah. Howard, and I'm sure everything's right. everything's going to go smoothly yeah. this year. He's been great for a lot of teams. <laughs> <laughs> and recently. <yeah. laughs> All right, we're going to go across the... Uh, the Atlantic and talk about the Premier League. Um, since uh, since Dan is a big uh, Premier League fan, and first up, tell the audience why English soccer or English football is better than American football. Well, you can call it soccer. You can call it <laughs> soccer. But do, do you mean why it's better than MLS or why it's better than gridiron football? Gridiron football. Because you said you're not as much a football fan, and a lot of people are this way now. There are a lot of reasons not yeah. to watch football. Yeah, there's a. But then soccer's taking off more in the U.S. Yeah, I think there's. I mean, there's a, a lot of reasons. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, a good part of it is just the, 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 the drama of the league structure there. Mm-hmm. That promotion and relegation is a lot more exciting than, like, watching the Browns. Yeah, well, or teams that are. Watching the Browns terrible. and the Chargers, right. and I'm glad we in week 14. I mean, right now, now if someone's in the middle of a process, I will allow them to go through their process yeah. to rebuild their team. But uh, it's a lot more exciting to, to, on all counts, to see you know teams pushing for the top of of the league, but also people fighting to stay in it. Yeah. So um, you don't get that in American sports when people are you know. Hoping for draft picks, right. yeah. Um, which, <laughs> like you know, which if it's in the rules, go for taking it. Taking every year which is in the yeah. rule, go for it. But but I feel like especially in the NFL, uh, it's terrible to watch those teams that are yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, then also just the, the, you know, the one thing just in watching the the gameplay, that you know the the shift towards HDTV has made every other sport, I think, better on TV than football. Football, the technology in football of, you know, multiple camera angles really just means more replays in football. Yeah, that's uh, true. And the length of games. That that if you know if you sit down and watch a regular league soccer game, it's over in two hours. An hour and 45 minutes, basically. It starts on time. Yeah. 
It has has ninety five minutes of action, fifteen you know fifteen minute halftime, and it's over. You don't have the endless number of terrible commercials. Uh, Yeah, in football, you basically have thirteen minutes of action. And although some people who don't like soccer make fun of soccer players who are running at full speed for you know up to ten miles in in ninety minutes, one game. You know they they don't appreciate the possibility that someone running at full speed. Uh, could actually get injured. I'd much rather actually watch someone possibly faking getting injured, even though it does hurt to hit the ground. And somebody getting CTE. Than actually someone getting injured. Right. You know, I've seen too many you know players uh, actually get hurt yeah. playing football. But I think the time the time of the game is important because it was great during the World Cup being able to uh, go out on your lunch break and watch a game in just yeah. in two hour time. Yeah, I mean that. You can right. never, you can't do that in football. You, you basically have to football. commit three and a half hours, right. and and also you know in because generally it's lower scoring. You know the end of the the end of the game in in soccer. You know can be can be, be very dramatic and yeah. exciting. It always is you know dramatic and exciting unless it's a two or more goal lead, which doesn't happen all the time. But it really at any point during the soccer game the the critical plays can happen whereas in football you you know true and you can score at any time but the possibility of scoring three times in the last seven minutes means you really only need to watch the end of the game and then if you're only watching the end of the game then you you know start playing paying less attention to the to the players themselves and uh and that's you know so um the premier league you're a chelsea fan but who do you who do you think is going to win the uh the season this year i mean it's really down to man city i mean they're obviously they're the most expensive team ever created um even above some of the you know galactico real madrid teams so the pressure is really on them to 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 win and i think they will i mean yeah. it's obviously really hard to repeat chelsea's a lot chelsea's the last team to last team to do so two years in a row yeah uh, but that's been 12 years now, so it's it's tough. But I think that they'll. I mean, but also Man City's you know won the league now a few times, and Pep Guardiola's really been brought in there to win the Champions League. Again, last English team to do so is, is Chelsea, in case uh, for the <laughs> listeners at home. But uh, that's what he's there for. So I mean, I think that's the one thing. That sort of goes in the favor of Liverpool and Chelsea about having a chance to win the league this year is if is they that, sort of take is, their eye off is the that, ball. Is that they're going for the Champions is League? Is going for the so, Champions yeah, League? Yeah. And that's what's hurt Chelsea in other seasons. That you know, when you look back at the the years they haven't done well, including last year and three years ago, the 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 record where they were worse is the games before and after the Champions League. Yeah, um, they play so games. many games: the regular season, FA Cup. Champions League, yeah, it's the League Cup too. Yeah, uh, Chelsea's in the Europa League this year, so don't leave that out. It's a very prominent European championship. So, who do you think will be the top four in the Premier League? Oh, I think it, it's, I think it's definitely Man City, Chelsea, and Liverpool. And I think that you know going into the season, it's definitely not going to be Man U. Going into the season, I, I was, I was actually leaning toward Man U over Spurs. But now I'm thinking that it, you know, Spurs yeah. because they've started strong, uh, they've got a really good good chance to make top four. Right. But you know, Spurs had so many people 
uh, so many of their players involved in the World Cup. I thought they might sort of come back being tired. Right. But they're also a, a pretty thin team that if they end up getting tired or get some or injuries, get some injuries yeah. then, then it sort of opens the door for yeah. Man U or Arsenal. But yeah. um, either of those teams could could really just fall apart this year uh, in dramatic fashion. So right now I'm probably favoring, favoring Spurs for the fourth seed, but uh, if not, Man U is probably most likely. What else are you paying attention to in European soccer? Well, paying attention is a, a, a broad uh, broad category. I mean, I think... What else are you following? Yeah, so, um, so I think... I mean, I think one of the things that's always exciting in... English football is the promotion and relegation. So I actually feel like the championship is, uh, which is England's second tier, is really exciting right now um, for a number of reasons. One of which is that uh, you know Chelsea has a is famous for having a lot of young players um, on their books who they loan out to other teams. Yeah. And one of the most exciting ones of those is a young guy named Mason Mount who's actually playing for um, Derby County, which is managed by Chelsea legend Frank Lampard in his first uh, managerial reign. So that that's, you know, I'm sort of tracking them just because I think it'd be, um, it's exciting to see one of my favorite players from, you know, five to 15 years ago um, be a manager, uh, but then to have like one of Chelsea's, you know, top talents under his wing, like makes me think that the team could do really well and actually get promoted. Yeah, uh, they're sort of on the fringe of that um, in terms of reality of that happening. But then you know, seeing how Mason Mount develops with uh, Lampard as his coach, I think that's pretty exciting. You know, obviously still interested in the Champions League despite Chelsea not being there. I think that it's uh, you know with Real Madrid having a, a long run now of being dominant. I was going to say it's kind of wide open, right? Without him, without Ronaldo. I don't know if this podcast <laughs> refers to him as him, but with <laughs> uh, a capital H. But uh, but with with him out of the mix, I think that you know Madrid, uh, you know chances are are less of winning it. Man City obviously desperately wants to win it. Juventus is going to give it a a real crack with um, with Ronaldo. Uh, what about PSG? Well, then I was going to say that uh, Gigi Buffon left Juventus to go to PSG, <laughs> uh, so he could try to win a Champions League. So, but that's before Ronaldo came in, so it's hard to say where the better chance is. But PSG is, you know, st- stacked up front with Neymar, Cavani, and Mbappe. Uh, They're going to be dangerous for for uh, in in the competition, especially since they don't have the pressure that other teams have of. Uh, Domestic league, they're going to win their league, yeah, you know, going easily, away, right. uh, so they can rest players in the league and and put everything into the Champions League, and they've been able to do that in most years, but it hasn't quite happened for them either. So I think the you know sort of the the pressure's kind of on PSG and Man City to prove that all their big spending is going to win them a Champions League, and Juventus having Ronaldo, I think will be exciting. I'm I'm not going to root for them or anything, and then. <laughs> But then there's always, you know, other good teams too. I think that any of the English teams have somewhat of a chance, including Liverpool and Spurs. Don't think United has any chance. Uh, and then Bayern Munich. Bayern's always, always got a chance. Always, yeah. uh, you know, they're going to win their league going away. And if you know they they realistically have a chance of 
they have always have an easy chance of uh, making the semifinals or finals, and good chances anyone to win it. Yeah. So, um, one thing I ask all of my uh, podcast guests when you're not watching sports, what are you watching? I know you don't have that much time since you just had uh, your second kid. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, do you have any time to watch anything else? Not really. Uh, I think the only thing that um, I'm trying to spend my one hour of non-Premier League time on right now is uh, Better Call Saul. Not loving this season. A little, I feel like the season's a little boring so far. I feel like they're trying to stretch it out to make an extra season out of it. It's hard to do a prequel and, and jam a lot of episodes in. Um, but I just actually watched the first season of Ozark, which is... You know, in some ways, kind of similar to to Breaking Bad. Yeah, I've heard that's really, um, really good. First season was really good. Second season just came out, and I haven't watched a minute of it. So I think. That's and hopefully, next, you'll have some time. That's next yeah. on my next on my watching there list. There are a lot. Of, there are a lot of soccer games coming up. A there lot are. of par- a lot of parenting to do. So yeah, but hopefully, you'll get some uh, get some free time. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot for being here. All right, appreciate thanks, it. Go Giants. Go Eagles. All right, thanks.